Welcome, everyone. This is episode 31 of Startup BizCast. It's January 2008. I'm Steve Mullen, and this week's topic is women in small business. Startup BizCast brings you small business news and advice, all in less than 15 minutes. It's produced by Endgame PR Podcast Production, and its home on the web is www.startupbizcast.com. More and more women are reaping the rewards of small business ownership. In fact, women are launching businesses at twice the rate of men. In this week's Startup BizCast interview, I talked to author and entrepreneur Susan Wilson-Solovic, who has a new book called The Girl's Guide to Building a Million Dollar Business. That's coming up, but first we'll take a look at small business news in this week's BizCast Brief. One of the Small Business Administration's goals is to assist small businesses in the U.S. However, it appears they need some business advice of their own. Low morale is apparently rampant at the SBA, leading agency head Stephen Preston, who just got the job last summer, to take steps like additional training and equipment modernization. Preston says they're making progress, but they still haven't turned things around. Allbusiness.com recently released the findings of its third annual State of the Union survey for small businesses. One theme that emerged from the study was that small business owners are using the Internet more and more each year. The research found that nearly three-quarters of small business owners are turning to search engines as their primary way to find information to help them run their companies. Finally, U.S. News & World Report this week released its list of most overrated careers. Found prominently on that list small business ownership, a fact that's causing much consternation with this podcaster. The news magazine cited high failure rates for small businesses, along with long hours and lack of health care benefits. U.S. News said a better job is to be the number two person at a small business, since it has many of the same benefits but fewer negatives. I submit that if everyone looked at small business ownership the way U.S. News and World Report does, the U.S. would be in sad, sad shape. More on those stories and others can be found in this week's small business recommended reading on the Startup BizCast blog. Time now for this week's Startup BizCast interview. Not only are women starting small businesses at an incredibly high rate these days, they're finding success. Joining us this week is Susan Wilson-Solovic. Susan is the co-founder, CEO, and chairman of SBTV.com, the first and only video news and information site for American small businesses. She's also written a book called The Girl's Guide to Building a Million Dollar Business, which points out that while women are being successful in small business, those businesses are staying small. Susan, thank you so much for joining us on Startup BizCast. Thank you, Steve. It's my pleasure. Now, before we get started talking about women in small business, tell us a bit about yourself. Oh, gosh. Let's see. I started in television news, and I went from there to corporate America. left corporate America for a while, had a small advertising PR agency, and my biggest client went bankrupt. And I learned so much about business from that experience. But I also needed to go back to a job where I had a regular paycheck. So I ventured back into corporate America. And then, you know, once the entrepreneurial bug bites you, though, you just keep going back to it. So I left corporate America in 95, and I started my first company, which is called Susan Says. And it's called Susan Says because women have done what Simon says for all these years. It's time to do what Susan says. And I started writing books, doing motivational uh, speaking. And then I had the idea to create a television network on the Internet for small businesses. 
and we launched SBTV.com in January of 2004, and that's where I spend most of my time these days. Now, according to the information you sent me, uh, women are launching businesses at twice the rate of men. Is this a factor of just banging their heads against a glass ceiling for too long while working for someone else, or is there something else at play there? Certainly, that's a factor. The glass ceiling is definitely a factor. But there are a couple of other things that are in play that are even larger than that, I think, personally. One is the traditional corporate business paradigm doesn't take into consideration the nuances that really impact a woman's life. For example, raising children, possibly caring for elderly parents. So they're starting businesses so that they can work a lifestyle business that is more conducive to their lifestyle needs. So it's not that they're wanting to work fewer hours. It's just that they're wanting to work hours that fit their lifestyle. So they can get up early in the morning, you know, get the kids off to school, work the business, be free in the evenings, get back on the Internet or in their offices and work in the evenings and still be able to generate a significant income, build a significant business, but working those hours that fit their needs. The other thing is I think a lot of women are not given the opportunities to really try ideas and they've got great ideas, but they're not finding in the corporate environment an opportunity to really project and put those ideas and concepts forward. So they're coming up with these great ways to deliver products and services and they're saying, you know what, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to do this because I know it's going to work and they're proving that it does. And that leads to my next question, actually. The other statistics you provided were that women are not only starting businesses faster than men, but are also succeeding at a very healthy rate. Why Why is it that women are, are being so successful at small business ownership? Well, I personally think there are a number of reasons. One is women are very resilient. They're We've proven that in our personal lives, but we're proving that in business as well. We're, we're determined. We, we can take the pitfalls and, and get right back up and keep going forward. The second thing is we're very, very, very good at building relationships and building rapport with people. And as you know, in business, particularly when you're in small business, it's all about relationships, relationships with your vendors, with your customers, your clients, your employees, the community. All of that goes in and plays in, in, and has an impact. One of the issues you did raise in your book is that while women are starting small businesses at a healthy rate, they're succeeding, but these businesses are staying small. Why is that? Well, there are some obstacles that women face. While we have some natural advantages when it comes to starting businesses, there are some obstacles. And I really put those obstacles in two categories. One is our own personal perceptions and attitudes toward building businesses and making money, to put it quite simply. We simply don't have the courage or the confidence or the socialization to really be courageous enough to dream big dreams, to think big, to state publicly and to ourselves that we want to build a big, sustainable enterprise. That's something that's still considered unfeminine um, and, and, and not a trait that's admired among women in our society. So we need to kind of break out of that mold and say, you know, it's okay to stand up and say, I'd like to make a lot of money. I'd like to run a big, you know, substantial enterprise because those things can do good. They can provide sustainable wages for other women. We can create family-friendly work environments. We can give back to our communities. And that's what women who run multi-million dollar enterprises are doing. So that's, the, that's one big stumbling block. And then there are some other more systemic 
types of stumbling blocks, such as women still don't have equal access to credit as compared to men. Women don't have equal access to markets as compared to men. For example, women get less than 3% of all the federal procurement dollars spent by the federal government. So we certainly don't have a, a level feeling uh, level playing field when it comes to access to markets. And then the third thing is just access to technical resources and the kinds of things that we need to really build our businesses and to grow. So those are three uh, obstacles that we face. Is there any advice that you would give a woman uh, about starting a small business that you wouldn't necessarily give to a man? I would. I would say that, first of all, you need to recognize that there are going to be some, some nuances that are going to impact your business and some obstacles that you're going to face that are going to make it a little bit more difficult for you. And I think that recognizing those things up front and not being surprised to them about them or going into them into business naively, I think that's one huge issue. And understand that it's not insurmountable once you're willing to recognize that it's there. Um, the second thing is to really be comfortable with what it means to run a business. And really this is true for men and women, but I think it really um, impacts women more. And that is we start businesses as entrepreneurs because we're passionate about something. We know we can deliver a product or service better than anybody else. But we don't really understand what it is to create a business. So what we do is we create a job for ourselves. And that's fine if that's what you want to do. But to create a business, you have to learn to develop processes. You have to create a scalable entity. And it has to be an entity that can run even if you're not there. That's the beauty about building a true business. Now let's talk about do's and don'ts. I usually try to ask this question with my guests. We've talked a lot about do's, but what's the, the best piece of advice you have for a woman who is thinking of launching a small business? I would say that if you have a great idea and you've done your homework and you know it's a viable idea, then sit back and look at the horizon and say, you know what, somebody is going to do this someday, why not me? And it should absolutely be you because you're just as good as anyone else. And I can tell you what, Steve, if Susan Wilson-Solovic can build a multi-million dollar enterprise, so can all the other women listening today. Now let's talk about don'ts. Is there something that jumps out to you that you've, you've seen this error made over and over and over again? What's one thing that women should absolutely not do? They absolutely should not try to do it all themselves. One of the things that I attribute my success to is that I never thought that I was smart enough to do everything by myself. I recognize that I have weaknesses. And those weaknesses can create big big holes in my business strategy. So when we launched SBTV.com, I literally sat down and made a list of my strengths and weaknesses. And I said, okay, who are people that I can bring into this business strategy that I've developed who will augment my skill sets? And I found two great partners who have been – tremendous and have have believed in my vision and have really helped us grow sbtv.com. One is the technology brain and operational brain of the business. The other is the sales and marketing strategist of the business. And I'm the visionary and the creative arm, and I I drive the editorial, the content, and as I said, really the strategic direction of the company. It's a great complement. So build partnerships, build alliances, uh, find people that can help you. 
Absolutely. You know, the entrepreneur who thinks that they can do it all themselves is the entrepreneur who nine times out of ten, and maybe even more of that, is the one who's going to go out of business. I think that's great advice for, for men, women, or whatever else. <laughs> right, exactly. All right, that sounds like a good place to wrap it up. Susan Wilson-Solovic, thanks so much for joining us. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Steve. It's my pleasure. You can purchase Susan's book on Amazon.com and elsewhere. Also, be sure to visit www.sbtv.com for video news and information on small businesses in the U.S. Please feel free to contact me if you have any information or a show topic idea, or if you have any questions or comments about this episode or any episode of Startup BizCast. The best way to reach me is via voicemail at 206-984-0860. That's 206-984-0860. You can also email info at startupbizcast.com or leave a comment on the blog. That's a wrap for episode 31 of Startup BizCast. Thanks for listening. I'm Steve Mullen. If you enjoyed this program, please check out another great show by Endgame PR Podcast Production. Fighting Back Podcast tells inspirational stories of people and families fighting serious or incurable diseases. It's produced for Fight SMA, an international nonprofit organization, and can be found at www dot fightsma.org